0: Hi there! Welcome once again to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie Podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch the Muppet Movie, two minutes at a time, and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host,
1: Anthony Strand.
0: And today we have a guest who is back with us from last week. Introduce yourself, guest.
2: Hi, I'm uh, Matthew Soberman. And uh, once again, I uh, write for Tough Pigs.
0: Yes, once I mean, again. I mean, I didn't and... stop writing for Tough Pigs.
2: I'm here <laughs> once again. I
0: right, just was... want to
2: make that absolutely
0: clear. I was going to say, once again and consistently writing for Tough Pigs. Yes, yes. And today we are looking at minutes 53 and 54 of The Muppet Movie. This clip begins with... The, the very end of Miss Piggy uh, expressing her feelings that it makes her giggly. And then it ends with Ralph the dog hamming it up on the piano. Yep. So we, uh, get
2: to, we get to see Ralph enter the movie. Yes. Which is kind of special.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, yes. so Piggy finishes saying that it makes her giggly. Kermit says the wine, and she says everything
2: oh yes in this that
0: a... seductive voice <laughs> right this is a very romantic uh moment
2: yes and i and i gotta say it's absolutely wonderful when you think about these romantic kermit picky moments that they're being performed by jim henson and frank oz who were like two very good friends doing these love scenes
0: together yeah well i'm sure that helped the chemistry
2: yeah, but it, it, it's, it's just great to imagine these two characters deeply in love with each other and beneath just two friends doing what they love.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Well, yeah. well and you mentioned two characters deeply in love with each other. That's what's so fascinating to me about these scenes. We've, mm. we've mentioned this on the show before, but it's such a different dynamic from what they had on the TV show, right? Yeah. Where yeah, Kermit that's is, true. Hermit is mostly just annoyed like, at Piggy's dramatic plays for his affection, right? Like, she's, like, almost stalkerish towards him, and he's just kind of like, Piggy, get to work. <laughs> that's that's their dynamic, right? Yeah. That
2: like, seems a, to be the... Oh, well, that's kind of like the baseline for most Kermit Piggy appearances to follow. There really right? isn't that romantic connection that there is in this movie.
1: Right, and here there really is, and I mean... You know, uh, Piggy's so dreamy-eyed and mm. we continue the thread of Kermit being super nervous every time she's romantic towards him, mm. you know, which is so different from the show. <laughs> like I said, yeah. man, annoyed every time she's romantic towards him. So
0: I suspect that they knew the audience wanted to see more of the Kermit and Piggy relationship so knowing that this was their first big movie and they had to do something different and they had to to give the audience something that they, they would really want to see maybe they just, they just let the, they, they, they went all the way with the, the romance here.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, Kermit has that smooth. The moon doesn't look like you. Line, yeah. are right? about to kiss. Right. Which is like, could be in, like an old Hollywood romantic comedy, it's like something out of a Lubitsch movie or something. Yeah, yeah. The moon and, is
0: just lovely. The moon doesn't look like you. That's like somewhere out there, as a Muppet fan who who wooed their you know their husband or wife with that line on their first date. Now they're madly in love and happy. Well, married.
2: you two were you two have wives. Did you guys use that? I should have.
1: Uh, no, but I will tell you, I did bring three issues of Roger Langridge's Muppet comics on my first date with my wife. <laughs>
0: and she was excited to learn that that series existed. Oh. And that's why she married you.
1: You know, it kind of is. Like, <laughs> it's almost not a joke.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, I also want to say in here, what really sells the scene, I think, is Frank Oz having Piggy, like, almost tremble as they're doing it. You can just tell those little flutters. It just, I think, really... I cannot look at these characters as puppets when I'm watching this. It, it the, the way they sell it, it is just so naturalistic.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, and the, like these two at the time are among, if not the very best puppeteers in the world. So
2: Yeah, and they're at the top of their game.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. It was a special time.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I have something from the June 12th, the famous June 12th, 1978 draft of the script. Yes. Something that was cut from the scene in the draft. Piggy says that Kermit is the handsomest frog in the world. He says, I'm no Robert Redford. And she says he has one thing Robert Redford doesn't have webbed feet, which oh. is fine. I wonder if they cut that because it was a very, very timely reference to like the, mm-hmm. the current handsome Hollywood man.
2: Well, I mean, I think people still are aware of Robert Redford and at least his status in Hollywood's history as a sex
1: symbol. Right, but I think I think you didn't know that. You know, they didn't know that in 1978, right? Like, for all, mm. for all they knew, he would be washed up by now, and Ryan mm. O'Neill would be in Captain America oh, too, man. right? Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: well, I'm glad they didn't have a line where where Kermit says, "I'm no Ryan O'Neill."
1: right <laughs> that's what i mean like they don't know they don't know who's gonna last
0: yeah who would that be now if they if they had a line like that in a, a muppet movie today who's the current handsome guy Is ryan it still- gosling yeah
2: yeah or canning tatum oh yeah Channing yeah. Tatum, yeah.
0: good choices uh and then it, it, after that kermit was gonna tell piggy that she could be a star when they go to hollywood and she had a line: "Thank you, Kermikins, but I'm a little bit old-fashioned. My career is not nearly as important as making my man happy." <laughs> Which doesn't really Ooh, sound uh, like Piggy,
1: but oh, it nah, no,
0: no, nah. but in a way, it kind of it, it could serve as sort of juxtaposition for what's about to happen, where she just she she just up up and leaves him, ups, nah, yeah. ups and leaves right. him, up and leaves him. Yeah. How would you say that? I would say up and leaves, yeah. Up and leaves. I him. guess
2: it's the setup for a joke.
0: Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't I know don't, if it would I have necessarily come stir. across that way.
2: Yeah. Another thing that yeah. the 78 draft has is that apparently it starts with Max hiding on a water wheel.
0: Yeah. Spying on we the ta- yeah,
2: we, we
1: talked about that last week, yeah.
2: Which I think. Uh, Two yeah. Which I think uh, maybe undercuts what will happen follow in the next in the the next couple scenes i think it works better as a surprise but that's for a later podcast
0: yeah it would have been funny but uh, probably not worth the effort that it would have taken to get that shot
2: though i do like the idea of max coming up in a full you know in his full suit and the hat wearing a snorkel
0: yeah it would have (laughs) looked funny
1: yeah for sure
0: uh, and then this is where, in the real movie yeah, that we're actually watching, uh, Kermit and Piggy—it's—it's it's almost a kiss. It's mostly a kiss. It's sort of a kiss. Their their lips begin to touch. Yeah. If in fact frogs and pigs can be said to have lips. Um. <laughs> and so this is their first kiss, right? Or I don't think they ever had on the. Uh, I don't think.
1: Well, I don't think they kiss though. That's the thing. Yeah, they they don't kiss here. I don't think we count this
0: as a kiss.
2: No. I think no. this is
1: a near. I think this is a near miss.
2: Okay. I think you have to wait for The Great Muppet Caper for that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, So, because I guess they don't ever actually seal the deal in this one, huh? No, no, they
2: get interrupted.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, people would still have to wait until the next movie.
1: Oh, Muppet movie, yeah. you tease.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: you, you, you know how it is? First movie, go on a date. Second movie, kiss. Third movie, get married. That's just how it works.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just like life. Oh,
2: I, I, thought, I thought third movie was Get Amnesia. Yeah, that too. Ah, oh,
1: okay.
0: First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes amnesia and a baby carriage.
1: Yeah, that's how it goes. And I'm Michael came. Okay. All right. So what happens? Why? Why don't they kiss, Ryan?
0: They kiss because Steve Martin interrupts them to say that uh, Miss Piggy has a telephone call. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the call that she placed to her agent. So she's going to be just an eensy teensy moment. She leaves him. Kermit says, "What the hay?" And yes, another excellent delivery from Jim Henson.
1: It's such yeah, a great, Kermit, such a perfect Kermit thing, and for it so. seems like he
2: uses that a lot. Where he, one of his characters says, "What the hey?
0: Um, I can think of a time the Swedish Chef said it.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too.
0: Does Kermit ever say it again? I feel like he probably did.
2: Did he say it? it just because I, I kind of focus only on the two, two, the four minutes we were doing for this um but does he say it in the uh at the bogan county fair where he's like trying to explain i was inviting you to ice cream not to hollywood isn't there a point where he says what the hey?" Uh, I, so. I don't think or so i don't think yeah it just goes right into gonzo taking off
1: yeah this is uh no. this is not this is not what the hay but very similar line delivery in muppet family christmas when Fozzie yeah. says his new partner is a Snowman and Kermit says, the heck you say?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And it's like that same type of Jim Henson, old timey delivery yeah. with that same, same ending sound also.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so- Kermit being quietly hilarious. Mm-hmm. So
2: there's one other question I kind of want to ask.
1: Where are the rest of them during this? Yeah, we, we theorized a few episodes ago that Fozzie and Gonzo and Camilla are just like swimming in the pool or
0: something because <laughs> we're we're assuming that either this is a hotel or it's adjacent to a hotel.
1: Well, if
2: I'm not mistaken, the novelization uh, stated that it is there is an inn next to the restaurant. Okay. That's the storybook? Uh, yes, the storybook ad- adaptation.
1: Yeah, you know what? I actually have that sitting upstairs in my house and yeah. I don't think I've ever read it. It's yes, been a really uh, long time Muppet since I read Wiki, it.
2: Muppet Wiki refers to it as the Terrace Restaurant and the Quiet Little Motel. Mm. So, yeah, I kind of, I mean, it's one of those things where I've always kind of wondered if Disney did with the Muppets what they did with the Marvel one-shots. Like, I could see this, like, rusted, you know, this rusty diner on the other side of the road where it's just Gonzo, Fozzie, Camilla... You know, just struggling to have a conversation, struggling to connect without Kermit there. It does feel like oh. Kermit's kind of the glue.
0: You mean like if they showed us a, a short film of what was happening at the same time while Kermit and Piggy were on their date?
2: Yeah, I've always <laughs> I, I've always fantasized about something like that happening and I, I always imagine like the you know, Doc Hopper's goons kinda come into the restaurant and you know Fozzie thinks they're talent scouts, and they say they're looking for a frog. And he says, "Oh, he's across the street! Boy, Hollywood's coming to him." Yeah,
0: <laughs> you've clearly put some thought into this.
2: I, 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 I I, I, fant- I, I, fantasize a lot about Muppet projects that could that that could be made.
0: Sure. Yeah, we all do. Sure.
2: sure yeah.
0: Uh, another thing I really like here is it's the same shot. But the moon gets higher in the sky to show the passage of time.
2: Oh yeah, that that is a great uh, visual cue. That you know you don't have to say anything; you just feel it, and the yeah. music helps too. I think the the musical transition.
0: Right. So so Kermit's just sitting there. It's been a while. We can tell, and Piggy has not returned. Yeah. Uh, and then we hear the piano. Uh, do you guys have anything else before we get into the? The person who's playing the piano?
1: Um Just, I love that Piggy, like, I love the reveal that Piggy has an agent already. Because mm. I think up to this point, they're kind of playing it like she's just like a simple small town gal or something, mm. you know? I mean, she won Miss Bogan County, but like, here yeah. when we find out that she has an agent, that's yeah. when we know that that was just a stepping stone, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a nice little piece of character development yeah. Yeah, for Piggy.
0: Right. She's already dreaming big. And it also shows that she doesn't really need Kermit and these other guys to get to Hollywood. Like, she's already, she already has her mindset on it.
2: The frog's just the ride. Right. Right. Yeah. She, she is definitely focused. And I think it uh, informs the character. Maybe not necessarily in the rest of this movie, but certainly, you know, you can see that drive in piggy oh El- you know elsewhere
0: yeah that's that's an important part of her mm. uh, so then we we hear the sound of the piano and we are first our first uh, glance at ralph the dog is his hands playing this piano mm-hmm. um i think it was
2: and what a cool piano it's like built uh, into the bar
0: yeah that's yeah. a cool thing I, I think I was really fascinated by that as a kid watching this movie. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think it was our, our former guest, Danny Horn, who said at some point that it's never interesting to watch a piano player's hands playing the piano on screen unless it's Chico Marks or Ralph the Dog.
1: <laughs> Accurate, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. So, fortunately, that's who we have here. Um, he oh, I thought we were going to get Chico. Wouldn't that be something?
1: Oh, man. Chico Marx's ghost giving Kermit romantic advice.
0: I was going to say, Groucho's still alive when this came
1: out, or had he Groucho, passed? No, Grouch- Groucho died in 1977. Ah, okay. So maybe he watched the Muppet show before he passed, but no, not. Right. Really.
2: It's not possible
1: But Zeppo was alive when they shot this. Oh. He died right after. So huh. they, they could have gotten everyone's favorite Marx brother, Zeppo. Yep. Well, certainly your favorite. You know, you'd think so because of my Twitter handle, but ironically, he's not. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
0: That's oh, the thing. Shit. All
1: right, let's, let's talk about this guy, Rolf the Dog.
0: Yeah, um, he introduces himself by name. I think we were talking about that earlier, how many characters say their names in their first scene. Um, but I, as long as I'm mentioning that, I don't know. This is a, a hot topic, so I don't know if I should bring this up. But um, there seem to be different uh, takes on how to actually pronounce his name. Uh-huh. I wrote an article once for our website uh, about the fact that some people say say his name more like Rolf. Some people say it more like Ralph. I'm a little yeah. bit more on the Ralph side. But it, here, when he introduces himself, it clearly sounds more like Ralph to me.
1: Hmm.
0: Huh. No, I mean, not to me. I disagree. Really? I heard Rolf, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I, it's more uh, a Rolf myself. Yeah, the only time I really hear Ralph is when Fozzie addresses him by name.
0: Yeah, yeah. So when Frank Oz characters speak to or about Ralph, it definitely sounds more like Ralph than Rolf. But yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Um, Anyway, yeah. Anyway, who is he? So yeah, he's a he's a dog. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's playing the piano. He plays an arpeggio. He says, "I'm no highfitts, but I get by." Which yes. is a joke because Yasha Heifetz was a violinist. Now, how many people do you think watching this movie knew that?
1: I didn't know that until this morning. <laughs> yeah, I, I I knew it because I read it on Muppet Wiki a few years ago. But also, I had never bothered to look up who Heifetz was. Yeah. Until, like, I I mean, you can
2: to- tell otherwise it's got the cadence of a joke.
1: So right, you can tell right. that Heifetz must be a musician of some sort. Right. Um, and apparently Rolf had made that same joke in the George Burns episode. Yeah, this is a,
0: a, a fairly rare occurrence of them recycling a joke where he, he told George Burns that he considers himself another Yasha Heifetz. George Burns says, Heifetz plays the violin, and Ralph says, "And eh, nobody will ever know the difference. And he was right! Exactly! Yeah. We just proved that.
1: Um, I mean, they recycle jokes all the time, like, what's new... Nothing's a snoo, yeah. man. What's well, yeah, kind of stuff? yeah
0: those, those feel more like, I don't know, like run, bits. Yeah, if, if, guys, if it can yeah. be said that there's a difference between a bit. Yeah, more like running gags mm. or yeah. the herd of cows. Yeah. Or, yeah. Then this, this is a much more specific joke, it seems to me.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, so we, I, I feel like we should also give Rolf his, his dude, his, give Rolf his due as a returning superstar. He was mm. the Muppets' first big TV star. Um, yep, some listeners might not know that he was on the Ginny Dean Show every week for three seasons from 1963 to 1966, mm. ten to thirteen years before the Muppet Show, which is a very long time. Like yeah. it's not like it's not like they developed him. You know, you know what I mean. It's not like it was right before
0: or something. It's- right, and it's it's pretty remarkable because they, you know, the Jim Henson had the the local TV show Sam and Friends with some characters that as far as we can tell, didn't really... I mean, I guess they had consistent personalities, but they weren't characters to the extent that we think of the Muppet characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, then Ralph comes along on the Jimmy Dean show, and it's like, yeah, he becomes everybody's favorite puppet character.
1: Yeah, and I think... You You could buy a hand puppet of him, you
0: know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's kind of wild to think that, you know, of all the Muppets that kind of fell by the wayside after their run was done. Jim held on to Ralph and would just put him in anything. Industrial films. I think he uh, did a few films for IBM back in the day. Yeah. Um but the fact that he kept the character going even after the show was, the show had ended, I think to me stands to how much how much affection Jim had for Ralph.
0: Yeah, his personality changes or or evolves a little bit. Um, yeah. But he's, he's kind of more mellow on The Muppet Show than he was on The Jimmy Dean Show. Yeah. But Jim obviously liked the character a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, what was it one of his children that mentioned that Rolf was really Jim's
0: alter
1: ego, not
0: Kermit? You know, I, I feel like we've heard that about every Jim character.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like Brian has said that. But I, I mean, I think it's like in a Muppet Show intro on the Time Life tapes or something.
2: Mm.
1: You know, like just I, like see if you can spot Ralph the dog in this episode of the Muppet <laughs> Show.
2: Because it definitely seems like Jim is part Kermit, part Ralph, and maybe little bits and pieces of his other characters.
1: Yeah, he's he's equal parts Kermit, Ralph, and Cantus the minstrel. Right? I guess yeah. those are
0: the top three that people talk about.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess so nobody of- nobody ever really says Jim Henson was Guy Smiley.
1: Right, Jim <laughs> H- or, yeah, even Ernie, you don't hear Ernie much. No. Um, uh, but speaking of Jim Henson being equal parts Kermit and Rolf, Jim Henson is both Kermit and Rolf.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah this, this is, is a
1: conversation between a man and himself, and you don't even think about it. And a mystery that has plagued Muppet fans for decades as to who is performing who. Well, let's theorize. Jim Henson is performing Ralph, and Steve Whitmire got his mitts on Kermit for the first time. Oh, that's my theory. That's my theory. Oh, theory. I just yeah. made that up. I have oh. I totally made that up. But you know, he was itching to do it.
0: Steve Whitmire often performed Ralph's hands on the Muppet Show, right? Yeah, I think so. So mm-hmm. I wonder though if he He's was doing, doing that, that. yet, yeah. or if it was still another puppeteer.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Frank was doing the other. I mean, because it, he because Piggy was in the scene too. You mean? Because, and also, when you're talking about you know most experienced puppeteers to that point, you know, after Jim, I think it was Frank.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, I once went to a Jim Henson Legacy event where they had a, a panel with a Q and A, and somebody asked who was you know who was jim henson in the scene and who was the other character and dave Gulls was on the panel and he said well it might have been me or it might have been frank or it might have been richard or it might have been jerry so he had no idea
1: yeah which makes sense i mean you, you just shoot the scene and you move on
0: yeah they don't really well, think about these things yeah but like, it definitely were-
2: was not john tartaglia right
0: we can safely <laughs> think, say.
1: Oh, I want to say John Certeaglio was about one year old in 1979 okay. I mean, I don't think he quite had the the uh, fine motor skills to do okay. it
0: yet. That, he that, that, would have that. loved to do it, I'm sure. But
1: oh, I mean, who wouldn't?
0: There are child labor laws,
2: right? That is true. Plus, you know, I think you gotta be how many years to be in the union?
0: More than one. <laughs> you got me there. And uh Ralph says to Kermit, "Let me guess, broken heart, right?" And at this point, it's worth mentioning that the movie version of this song and the song uh, of this scene and the song that follows is slightly different than the version mm-hmm. on the soundtrack, mm-hmm. which has caused a lot of confusion over the years and, yeah. and just to I'll try to go through this quickly on the soundtrack, Ralph says. Evening, you look like you could use a drink. Kermit says, "Yeah, I'd like a grasshopper, please." Ralph says, "Hey, can we have a grasshopper for the frog?" He says, uh, "That's Kermit, Kermit the Frog." Ralph says, "Oh, Ralph, Ralph the dog here, please to meet you." Then he plays the arpeggio. Then I'm no hyphens, mm-hmm. but in the movie, it's it's truncated. Ralph just says, "Evening, Ralph, Ralph the dog, sit yourself down." Kermit says, "Kermit, Kermit the Frog." Ralph says, please to meet you." Then the arpeggio. Then I'm no hyphens. Mm-hmm. So the grasshopper line is not present in the movie. As far as I know, it's never been present in the movie. But a lot of people grew up listening to the record. Yeah. So when they revisit right. the movie as adults, they're like, oh, I can't believe they censored that line about Kermit ordering a grasshopper.
1: Yeah. yeah which doesn't make any sense because Kermit and Piggy just definitely drank wine.
0: That's mm-hmm. an excellent point.
1: <laughs> like, they definitely didn't cut out Kermit and Piggy drinking alcohol together. Right. Right. Well, thank right, God yeah. Fozzie was driving. That's true. Fozzie <laughs> doesn't drink and drive. I can't... You know, you put enough sugar in this stuff, it tastes just like ginger ale. All right, sorry, I'm getting <laughs> He's the
0: designated it. bear. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know why they cut those lines, or if they were ever even in the movie. It just seemed like such a small change to make. Yeah. But, anyway.
1: Nah, I, I have no idea, yeah.
0: Um, the grasshopper line is in the June twelfth, nineteen 1978 draft of the script. As is an appearance by a waitress played by a cameo guest star, she was going to bring Kermit his grasshopper and say flirtatiously, "Here's your drink, big fella. You know, green is my favorite color."
1: It was going to be Bernadette Peters. That's my theory. Oh, yeah. No, that
2: does sound like it would be a good Bernadette Peters.
1: Don't she they been use a good the
2: grasshopper? Don't they use the grasshopper joke later in the Muppets Go to the Movies? during the war picture scene or am i just remembering it incorrectly
1: i
0: mm, i don't remember
1: yeah i i've seen that a number of times but i i can't remember
0: it uh, seems likely
2: well we'll uh, have to save that for when we watch that special 2 minutes at a time
0: <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> do we'll, it maybe we'll do a bonus episode <laughs> um, ralph proceeds to say uh, when you've been tickling the ivories as long as i have you've seen a broken heart for every drop of rain a shattered dream for every fi- and then that's when he gets cut off in the clip because we're watching this 2 minutes at a time
2: everyone
0: <laughs> but oh, it's, so it's a it's a really funny moment and this was actually how i learned the definition of the word dramatic because when i was a kid i was listening to the soundtrack and at one point when ralph when you know when that line came up my mom said he's being dramatic and (laughs) when i asked her what that meant she explained what that meant and that what ralph just did was an example of being dramatic so this movie is very educational
2: Yeah. yeah take that sesame street you're not the only educational ones
0: yeah take that yeah get out
1: of here sesame street
0: so, oh, and then the other one more thing I wanted to mention is we pointed out that, that Ralph's piano is built into the bar here. Uh, another thing that always fascinated me was that he has another keyboard off to the side, like a which seems to be more like a synthesizer. Mm. Well, huh.
2: don't they... Well, at least in the soundtrack, I can't... I uh, don't remember if it's in the movie, but doesn't he use the synthesizer for, like, the last verse of... Uh, of the of the song that
0: follows. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. There's sort of like a drum machine sound. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you're right. Well, we'll yeah. just have to keep an eye out uh, next episode.
1: Next episode, yeah. Herman and Ralph sing a
0: song together. Yeah. Yep. And do either of you have anything else for this episode?
1: Uh, not that I can think of. You, do you, Anthony? Uh, I did. I did want to mention earlier that. Even though Steve Martin doesn't get much to do here, I'm mm-hmm. so glad that he's in three consecutive segments of this podcast. Like, yep. his, his cameo spans
0: three episodes of our and show. And
2: doesn't he come back one more time? I
1: don't...
0: When he oh, wins. he does! Yeah, you're currently... Oh, yeah, he will come back one more time, yeah. We'll
1: come back we're 4 We're going to have four Steves, which is better than one, which is better than... Yeah, must one have line one more on than Madeline Kahn... Right. Yeah, it must be
2: one of the longer cameos in the film. I mean, obviously not all together, but certainly when if you add up the time, it must be one of the longer cameos.
1: Yeah, he gets a lot of screen time.
0: Yeah. The only one I can think of that, that could possibly have more would be the the other upcoming cameo that we alluded to, but I don't think his scene even stretches out over that many minutes, but I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in upcoming episodes we will see yes and with that we will wrap things up on another episode um everyone be sure to check out toughpigs.com on the I internet it's a great website thank you <laughs> i i particularly enjoy your articles and your articles anthony Oh, thank you. And my articles. Aw,
1: thanks. I like your guys' articles, too. I like everybody's. Oh, wait. Oh, we're doing a compliment. Yeah, your guys are good, too.
0: Thanks. And uh, what was I saying? Oh, yes. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and other things. And please give us... We are on Tumblr. I have no idea who runs the Tough Pigs Tumblr these days. Actually, I don't really understand Tumblr, but we are there so uh and uh, you can give us a five star review on itunes that'll help us out tell all your friends about us if your friends like muppets um we should mention our theme song is by stacy rosen our logo is by morgan davey and uh i think that just about wraps it up so please join us again next week for another episode of moving right along bye what the hey? you uh-huh.